What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Mind Over Macros podcast. As always, I am your host, Mike Milner, and today we are talking about macros. In particular, I want to talk about who should be tracking and who shouldn't be tracking when it comes to macronutrients. And so uh, just to give like a brief overview, I don't want to just assume that all of my listeners know what macros are, um, but pretty much when we're looking at tracking macros, we're talking about, so like everybody kind of understands calories, you know, you're trying to figure out how many calories you're consuming in a particular, you know, week or on a daily basis or that sort of thing. Uh, macros are just a way to break those down into protein, carbs, and fats, which Basically, those are the three areas that calories can come from. Like we can't get calories from any other source other than alcohol, which some people call the fourth macro, but I don't. But anyway, um, so you've got protein, carbs, and fats that make up your macronutrients. And when we look at tracking macros, we're talking about like specific targets for how many grams of each we should be consuming. So we look at, you know, protein, how many grams of protein, how many grams of carbs, and how many grams of fat we should be consuming on a daily basis. Now, a lot of people come to me and they have a bad taste in their mouth from a previous experience with macros. And usually that's because the program that they were on was a very like cookie cutter. It was either like a macro calculator that didn't factor in like individual needs or individual variables, or it was just a like kind of one size fits all approach where everything was very templated. Everything was very like automated, systematic, that sort of thing. Uh, and so I often get people who are like, Hey, you know, I want to do coaching, but do I have to track macros? And the answer is no, you don't have to track macros. So I just want to like do an episode to help everybody understand like certain situations where tracking is a good idea and certain situations where tracking is a not so good idea. Um, and I also want to make this clear that uh, one of the follow-up questions is like, you know, do I have to track every single day? And I think this is where the industry, and I'm speaking very generally right now, gets things incredibly wrong because it seems to be like you either believe in macros or you don't. Like there's this battle between macros and intuitive eating. And I think what most people get wrong is that even those who do track macros, having some built-in flexibility is a good idea. Having some untracked days. Now, there are certain situations where you're not afforded that luxury, and I'll explain those as we get into the episode. But for you know most people, having the ability to be more flexible and have more balance and enjoy your life more you know, is a good idea. So I don't care if it takes you longer to get to where you want to be. Like, remember, we're not doing this for a short-term fix. We're doing this for a lifelong solution. So if we have that ability to enjoy our life more, and it's just going to take us a little bit longer to get there, I'm fine with that. Uh, having more flexibility, having some untracked days, I would say that of our clients who do track macros, 95% probably 95, maybe even higher, have at least one untracked day in there. And again, that's just for like the sustainability factor. We want to look at, you know, what is your schedule like? What's realistic? What's sustainable? And then we can start to build those into the plan um, to make it just easier. So adherence is just naturally more, you know, it's, it's effortless. And that's the ultimate goal. Like, can you do this long term? So um, in talking about macros, again, I just wanted to mention a resource real quick. If those of you 
uh, who are new to macros, like we have this uh, nutrition fundamentals ebook that's totally free. Um, you can download that. I'm going to post the link in the show notes, and that will help you understand, you know, calorie requirements, macros. Uh, understanding your metabolism, all that stuff. So uh, if you're brand new, that's a great place to start. Again, I'll post that link in the show notes. Um, So actually, that helps kind of segue into who should be tracking macros. If you are like totally new um, to any sort of nutrition protocol, it's a good idea to track macros for a certain period of time. And the reason is that it helps to create awareness. Like as humans, we go through these four stages of learning And that first stage is unconscious incompetence, meaning we don't know what we don't know. So you've just been going on not really aware of your eating habits and like what you've been eating or when and how it's been serving you and all that stuff. You don't know what you don't know. And then, you know, we start to bring this awareness to the forefront with macros. It's like, okay, now I move into the next stage of learning, which is conscious incompetence, which is I know what I don't know. Like there's all these things that I don't know. Um, but, and I'm aware of it. So, um, you know, that's like that next stage where all of a sudden we've created a little bit of awareness and we know there's some improvements that need to be made. Then we move into the next stage of learning, which is conscious competence. Now, all of a sudden we have to consciously think about what we're doing. And that's like the act of tracking. So we're like logging our food. You know, it, it takes a lot of effort because we didn't, you know, we haven't done this before. It's a new habit. It's a new thing we're trying to, to learn and master. So we're aware of it. We have to consciously think about it. Um, and, but we're, we're competent because we're making these decisions. We're, we're trying to create better behavior patterns and better actions and, um, better habits. And then ultimately we'd like to move into the fourth stage, which is unconscious competence, which is we don't even have to think about it. We just do it unconsciously. We've gotten to a point now where we don't have to think, you know, about our nutritional habits. We just do them. They're ingrained in us. Um, brushing your teeth is, is we, you know, is an unconscious competent act. We don't have to think about it. Walking, you know, stuff like that where it doesn't occupy much brain space or energy to actually do it. We just do it. And that's the ultimate goal. Um, so somebody who's brand new, I think it's a good idea to create that awareness. Like we can't change something if we don't know where we're starting. We have to kind of get that starting point. So I think for everybody, the going through the process of tracking, even if it's just for 30 days, I think everybody should do that to create awareness and understand, you know, what are your habits? What are you eating? Um, knowing how to like look at food labels, looking at serving sizes. There's so much education that occurs through the process of tracking. I think it is super valuable, even if you're not somebody who really wants to track long-term, which is totally fine. Just doing it for a short period, like 30 days, uh, the amount that you'll learn about yourself, the learn you'll learn about nutrition, uh, it's invaluable. You know, it's something that anyone can benefit from, and especially if you're brand new and you're not really sure where to start, that's a good place to start because it will tell us, you know, what's the low hanging fruit, what are some like glaring holes that we can start working on immediately, and you know, we always just want to focus on like what's the next step. But to know the next step, we have to know where we are. And so that's a huge part of the process. And um, I think for somebody brand new, that's, you know, who should be tracking somebody who's just trying to create that awareness, who's new, who understands like, hey, my nutrition is kind of important. I really want to make some changes that better serve me. So that person, um, like I said, even if it's just for a temporary period. 
Now, when we get into like the more advanced stage, somebody who wants to get super lean. So now if you're looking at like a competitor, somebody who wants to get on stage, somebody who wants to do a photo shoot, those are the people where for a period of time where you're either prepping or like you have a time frame that you want to do your photo shoot and you want to be shredded and super, as lean as possible. Now we're going to track for, you know, very deliberately and diligently for a short period of time. So we want to set the time frame and we always want to give ourselves a little bit of a buffer because life's going to happen. It's always going to take longer than we expect. So, you know, if you're giving yourself like, all right, my photo shoots in 12 weeks, well, um, you know, or if you want to, you understand, like, I want to go through this, this tracking dieting process, whatever you want to call it for 12 weeks. Um, my recommendation would be to push that to a longer time frame, like 14 to 16 weeks, just because things are unpredictable. Life's going to get in the way. Um, you know, it requires a certain level of adherence that, you know, for everyday people, we don't need to be that strict, but when you're trying to get, like as lean as possible, or you want to step on stage, you want to compete, you want to do a photo shoot, we have to be more deliberate in the process. And um, I like having a little bit of a buffer period. But for those people, tracking is necessary. Um, that's just one of the sacrifices that you're making to try to reach an extreme goal. I don't want to confuse anybody and make it seem like that's like a lifelong sustainable thing to be like stage lean, because that's a short term thing, you're going to get to that point, like we hit that date. Uh, and then we understand we move into the next phase of either, you know, an off season, if you're a competitor, or if you're just somebody who wanted to do a photo shoot for fun, then we would move into like a reverse diet and start to, um, you know, establish maintenance and decide what your next goal is. Um, now, I do think that there's value for for everybody out there to test yourself and see what you can accomplish. Now, going through at some point in your life, just test yourself and see what you can do as far as like, you know, reaching an aesthetic goal. Um, there's a caveat there because we don't want to develop any sort of like disordered relationship with food or our body. And like, you really have to go in with the right mindset. Like, this is not going to be my forever state. I'm, you know, like, first of all, you're going to hate life for a little bit. You're going to sacrifice a lot. But I think that going through that process and reaching a point that you've never reached, it will show you what you're capable of. Now, you do have to go in understanding that you can't live like that forever, that it's not your forever solution, that it's just to go through the process and like really being dialed in. And I think that's super valuable just to try it at some point. Um, but that for that person if that's you, that would require tracking every single day, being very deliberate, we would have to, you know, account for basically everything, all meals and, and understanding like, every day has to be almost dialed in like, you know, we talk a lot about the 8020 rule. At that point, you're really like the 991 rule. Um, so it's not fun. Just understand that. Um, and then, you know, for who else should be tracking lifestyle people, like there's people like myself, who like tracking macros is easy for me. It's convenient. It's not stressful. Um, there's some people out there that love the structure that just love having some form of like organized plan in place and macros provide that. Now with those people, we do want to be careful because it can get, it can be taken too far where not like instead of enjoying the structure, it becomes an obsession and it becomes like dependent 
somebody who becomes like super reliant on the numbers. And we'll talk about that when I, you know, go through who shouldn't be tracking. But um, there are people out there and I'm one of them where like, it's just easy for me to track. I don't, it doesn't stress me out. It doesn't like, I don't find it time consuming. I don't find it like it doesn't occupy any brain space for me. I've done it for so long that it's just easy. Um, I know how to build in some flexibility. I know when I can take uh, or when I want to take untracked days, I know how to make that happen. I know how to factor in vacation and travel. And all those things are just learned over time with experience. And it's not something that happens overnight, but um, it definitely is something that you can learn. So if you find that you know you enjoy the structure, um, it doesn't stress you out, it's pretty easy for you to do as far as like it doesn't take up too much of your time and you find it helpful, um, then there are people who are like lifestyle macro trackers and that's kind of what I would consider myself. Now, if we look at the flip side, who shouldn't be tracking? Like I just talked about, there are those people where the numbers become obsessive, where it like you literally are like, okay, I have to hit my macros every single day or else. And it like takes over your life. That's all you're thinking about. When you go out, you're like trying to figure out these numbers in your head. How am I going to make this fit? And how am I going to make this work? And if you miss your numbers on one single day, you're like, you know, all out of sorts. You feel like a failure. There's feelings of guilt and shame. Like, how could I have done that? I need to be strict with my macros every single day. Like, it becomes an obsession. Um, that person should not be tracking macros. And that doesn't mean you have to go cold turkey. Like, what I typically do is when I assess a client and we talk about, like, usually I'll, I'll, put, I'll place it within a framework of consistency you know, ask the question, what does consistency look like for you? And they'll say, it looks like being 100% dialed in on my macros every single day. That's a red flag for me. And I'll, you know, I'll try to ask some follow-up questions. Why does it feel that way? You know, why do you feel like you have to hit your macros exactly spot on every single day? And we start to unpack some of those reasons. But for that person, the process I usually take them through is we're going to have one day that you don't track at all. And just one day per week, and all I want you to do is like really dial in on some intuitive, you know, eating cues and your hunger and um, your, you know, cravings and your mood and start to pay attention to your body and actually like let's try and lean into the intuitive side of things because I do think just like macros, we're at a point now where intuitive eating also has to be practiced because of the nature of our food environment, of how stressful our lives are, um, all the stuff that's going on around us. I think that both need to be practiced. So, you know, when somebody is like really obsessive about numbers, letting go of that for a day is a starting point. And then maybe it's two days. And ultimately, we'd like to get to the point where, you know, we're not tracking for a week and we're and, and the world you know, didn't come to an end and you realize like, okay, I can loosen that grip that I had and we can finally get to a place where, you know, maybe macros are serving you, but we also have that flexibility built in. And then for somebody who has that fear of letting go, you know, it's like, well, what am I going to do without like, it's like their North star. Like, what am I going to do without my macros? How am I going to know what to do? And it's like, you, 
you know, there's a lot that, <laughs> that tells us what we need outside of just the numbers and the data. Like we can actually listen to your biofeedback. We can pay attention to trends as far as, you know, just because you're not tracking macros, that doesn't mean we're not tracking anything. You know, we can start to pay attention to how many meals per day did you have? Did you have protein with each meal? Did you have veggies with each meal? And then we can track other metrics like what has your body weight done over time? Are you taking pictures? How do your clothes fit? How are you performing in the gym? So we can actually assess and, and just kind of um, understand, is this working for you? Is it serving you? Do you feel confident and comfortable in your ability to intuitively eat and still make progress? And, um, and then it just requires you know assessing over time and working through some of those fears. Why do you feel that way? What is you know, what is it that, that control that you're holding on to? Where is that stemming from? You know, was it a past experience? Was it, you know, is it just the stress in your life? Is it unrelated? Could it be, you know, a relationship issue? There's always like a million different reasons, but we just want to try to get to the root of why we feel so married to the numbers and then just gradually separate from that. Um, somebody who hasn't practiced intuitive eating in a while, I think it's a great idea to practice that for at least 30 days. Just like I talked about with somebody who's like brand new to nutrition, or really anybody should take at least 30 days of tracking macros to create, you know, education and awareness. I feel the same way about intuitive eating. I think that that is something that needs to be practiced that everybody should do at some point in time, even if you're a lifestyle macro tracker and you're like, look, macros are easy. They don't stress me out. That's great. I still think that you should practice intuitive eating for at least a month because it will help you understand that, you know, you can do this. You can pay attention to, to your body. You can become more in tune with those signals of satiety, with um, your cravings, with your hunger, with uh, your energy, your mood. And it's really like it kind of takes away all the noise and really dials you in. And I think, again, it does need to be practiced. And that's like that ultimate goal for a lot of people. The way, <clears throat> the way that I heard it described best was, Tracking macros and getting to a certain point that way is like scaling Everest, right? We go through this like arduous process of learning our habits, changing our habits, becoming more aware. Now we've like reached this point where we're like dialed in, we're super consistent, we've achieved a certain level of success, we've reached this like summit point. But now, how do we get down from that? I think that's where most people fall is like, I reached this point. But now I'm so dependent on like how I got there that I can't release that. So they fall and typically that fall means they rebound or they backtrack or they go into this like fuck it mode. Like I never want to see a macro again. And like I talked about some past experiences like that can get you to that point. Um, So being able to come down from that, I think that's where practicing intuitive eating is so beneficial. Like it, it teaches you how to scale back down like you've reached the summit of Everest and now we're going to walk back down. And actually, this is something that I'm putting a lot of resources in in the very near future where I'm going to actually walk people through that process of how to master your consistency and your macros and create your own prescription and then how to take that and pivot into an intuitive eating approach so you can sustain those results without much effort. So that's going to be coming in sometime in January, just pay attention and that'll be out soon. Um, 
that's really it. Like that's kind of in a nutshell when I think about who should be tracking and who shouldn't. Yeah, so those are the main factors that I look at when I assess whether somebody should be tracking or not. Um, just some of the considerations. And um, yeah, we'll just wrap up there. Uh, if you guys have any questions, feel free to reach out. Best place to hit me up is on Instagram at coach underscore Mike underscore Milner. And if you did enjoy this episode, please take a screenshot, share it to your story. And if you can leave us a five-star rating and review on iTunes, I would greatly appreciate it. And I will talk to you next time.